actually came back to see us. <laughs> we just have water, it's fine. No, we really actually are so glad you're here. The feedback that y'all been giving us, we read every comment. We like meditate over the things you've said. We're praying for you. If you've reached out to us, you've become somebody we're praying for just yeah. because we love you. I I can't believe how many people I feel like we have a kinship with that yeah. we haven't met in person, which by the way, we are going to be putting some in-person events together. First, let me get this out of the way. If you see this, please subscribe to our, the YouTube, the podcast, comment, please. And if you want to message us personally, we on Instagram, we will never share or post anything you give us or ask us to pray for publicly without Ain't nobody's business. It's a no. private message for a reason, but we have a heart to pray for you. So please reach out to us. If you have any prayer requests, if you have anything you just want to go over with us or talk to us about. Uh-huh. And uh, we are about to launch a mentorship program online for free 99. So get excited because yes. we will have more announcements about that soon. You may hear Remy in the background. He's already making noises mm-hmm. or my little firstborn son, little golden doodle. Great. But we actually have a fun topic today. Repentance. <laughs> Let's dive There's in. There's fun in it. Define repentance, Candice. I, so um, it's to review one's actions. I'm going to go a little bit literal here. To yeah. review one's actions accompanied by a commitment to um I messed that up to a commitment to prove a change for the better. So you can't just, it's not just asking forgiveness, but it is literally like saying, no, this is wrong. Lord, I want, please forgive me. And then literally turning away from what you're doing and changing your actions. I love it. And I wanted to share something that the Lord revealed to me about repentance. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six steps in repentance that I have learned myself. So First of all, when you feel conviction, it allows you to recognize repentance is the next step, right? But the enemy is really quick to make us feel shamed. Every right? time. Right. Yeah. So like if you sin, and I feel like there's sometimes I make mistakes that aren't sins, but I still apologize to the Lord because I feel you like it was convicted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I didn't like the way I handled that. And it may not have been sinful, but it just may not have been like, like it wasn't his heart. Yeah. And so when I feel conviction, instead of feeling shame, the Lord showed me I'm with you. If you feel connection, that means my spirit is with you and talking to you. So that means he's with me. But in that moment, that's when Satan makes me feel shame. So that's the first part. The second part is he's reminding me of who I am when conviction yes. comes, right? But straight, straight, Satan tries to tell me who I'm not. The third part is I'm turning my heart back to God. So in that moment, I feel the conviction. I know he's with me. He's reminding me who, who I am. And instead yeah. of my back being turned to the Lord in that moment, I'm turning it back to him where Satan wants me to run and hide because I made a mistake. Yeah. But God wants me to turn fully to him. Then I out loud apologize and take ownership where Satan wants me to stay stuck and That's silent. Right? Ownership, y'all, please soak in what she just said. There's not a shame in taking ownership. Accountability is freedom. It's amazing leaders. Like there's times we don't, we just played Bible trivia and got five out of 10 right in front of you. <laughs> and by five out of 10, I think I got negative eight and Candace. <laughs> no, but I mean like take ownership, like be real and authentic with mm-hmm. the Lord. He sees everything and knows. Um, so then the next step would be, he's revealing another way for you to go. So I turned to him 
and I apologize by taking ownership. And then I, and then Jesus shows me the escape route. He shows me the way to go to follow him. That is not the path I just took, but Satan says, there's no other way that I'm stuck. There's no other way. And then I go that way and Satan loses. And so I feel like that's a really healthy way for me to look at repentance. Yeah. Do you want to give some biblical examples? Yeah, we have, I actually, it was so funny because we both kind of were like, Hey, you bring what's on your heart. I'll I'll bring mine. And we both, the first one we both came up with was um, Matthew 3, 2. And it was repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And yeah, I don't say, I mean, like he's telling me, he's like, the Lord's coming back. And when we say the kingdom of heaven is near, yes, I think he's talking about the time, but I also think if we are supposed to look what, like what the, if we're supposed to act out kingdom and we're supposed to bring kingdom to earth, we don't have time to literally drag our baggage along with us. Yeah. If, but when we repent, we literally get to drop it off with Jesus. Totally. And it's the first message that John the Baptist preached. And it's the first message that Jesus preached. Repentance. Yeah. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Why do you think that is? It's interesting because you can't have the kingdom of heaven if your heart isn't fully turned mm-hmm. to the Lord. All throughout the scripture, repentance is turning to the Lord. It's turning to the Lord. It's not, we sin because a heart isn't fully turned to the Lord. We trip because we're not strengthened in an area where we need to turn to him and rely on him in our weakness, right? And he keeps us from hitting the floor if we trip or whatever it may be. But I I feel it's because you literally cannot do what God has called you to do or know what the kingdom of heaven is if your heart is not turned to him and the kingdom or because there's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness and light and the the Satan rules the earth and God rules the kingdom of heaven and one is the way period and one is much more powerful and when you're turned to God he wins every time yeah and then um one of the things I wanted to share was one of my favorite stories in the bible that really gets me which is so crazy it's you can go to second kings or you can go to second chronicles 33 and you can read about second chronicles 33 I believe is the one that breaks it down even more the life of king Manasseh so he was like this really evil king, like for real. This dude was so evil. He had a lot of bloodshed. He was worshiping other gods in the temple that David built, by the way. This beautiful temple David built that was like a trillion dollars, I think, worth and where Levites were going and ministering to the heart Gold of God. Yeah. yeah, just amazing. I would love to have seen that. Um, but he was worshiping other gods, conjuring up spirits in the temple. And he, lay, he led his nation. It says this. He led his nation into deep, dark sin. He was taken prisoner and, and the Lord was angry with him, mind you. I remember it says in there that God was angry with him. Yeah. Like he had had enough, right? So he gets taken captive. And the moment he gets taken captive as prisoner to another nation, he turns his heart back to the Lord and repents genuinely in his heart. And it's talking about his heart. So this isn't always something that you see out loud, which we'll talk about in just a second, but his heart turns to the Lord and the Lord is so moved by his genuine repentance that he gets returned to his nation and he tears down all of the false idols yes. and says, this is the one yes. true God because Jesus wasn't around yet, right? So this is the one true God. This is who we worship. And he removed anyone who wasn't worshiping the Lord and took very seriously his call in that yeah. place. But he was like so destructive. So that's another thing I want to say too. Repentance isn't just about you. There are people who are walking around who are in deep sin and don't know it because they don't know God yet. And they're just miserable or they're getting satisfied temporarily and 
there are some evil people who just love it and just don't ever want to repent. And then there's people who look like they're that. And it just yeah. takes a moment, like King Vanessa, for them to turn their heart back to the Lord and be saved, right? And so I want you, like all of our government officials, maybe school teachers, you know, school board, city council, your pastor, friends, family members, yourself, your kids, it is never too late for anyone to turn their heart back to the Lord. I feel like this is one of the biggest messages I carry because I look at King Vanessa and I'm like, wow, like, so I just want to encourage you not to give up and to be careful how your heart is viewing the people who are not doing too well yet pray for them. And as you pray, side note, you gain authority to speak into someone's life. And yes, when you yes. criticize them, you don't have any authority. Mm -hmm. And so that's another thing that I think is so beautiful is God will make a way. You're speaking um, life in this life. Yeah, your words have, he spoke the world into existence. You are his son. You are his, you're his daughter. Some of you dudes may still be listening. What's up? <laughs> but, um, and that's okay if you are, we welcome you for real. But I, I just feel your words, it's undeniable. Your words have, have power. To speak a blessing or a curse, yeah. Yeah. You have a Bible oh, example? I do, y'all. And so I, one, I think the, Okay, anyways, it's the prodigal son. And I think it's such a beautiful way of how the father views our being, our being repentant. Because a lot of times, I don't know what you grew up with. I don't know how your parents or grandparents or whoever raised you treated you how you, when you messed up. Yeah. But repentance, and when you say you're sorry and hold yourself accountable, it's actually a very sweet, freeing relationship you have with our father. And he's not one to, he doesn't want to shame, he doesn't bring guilt. So, that was me kicking you, by the I was, way. I'm just I didn't know if it was Remy. That was all me. So, but um, if you're not familiar with the prodigal son, it's in Luke 15, because I'm going to skim through it. I wish we had. Oh, we man, want our, you. Our mentorship, we will dive in, y'all. We want to go so deep and really study the gospel and the Bible with y'all, and we want to break this all down. But for today, the prodigal son has, we'll just say he betrayed his father. He took the money. He left. He went and did his own thing. He was having a blast. He went crazy and he was hungry and he had a horrible job that, um, I believe he was working in the, for pigs or for a farmer. It was like, these pigs are eating better than I am. Like even my father's servants were better, or fed better than me. Or so I'm going to head back. And the minute his father sees him, he didn't have to even get all the way to the front door. The minute his father sees him, he opens his arms. It's like, you're welcome back. And it does, it talks about him giving him a big meal and let there be a celebration. But that's how our father sees us. The minute our heart turns back to the Lord and we've screwed up, he's like, yes, yes, heaven is rejoicing and they're celebrating. The Lord just wants your heart. Yeah. He knows where you're at. He knows where you've messed up. And he's like, I don't, I didn't die for you the way you, you are right now. I die for the version that the one I love. I die for the one that has their heart towards me. And that, because he sees us as this pure, wonderful, loving beings. Yeah. He does. And he wants, he just wants to love us. And he wants yeah. us to love him. That's it. He just wants to be close to us. And he says, please include me in this. Yeah. And so one thing that I love, because it said in 32, it's the last verse in Luke 15. And it said, but we had to celebrate and be glad because the brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he was found. So he's talking to the prodigal son's brother, the dad is. And he's saying, I had to celebrate. 
Like I, I missed him. I love him. This is the moment I've been waiting for. He was dead and now he's alive again. And that's what we do when we repent. The Lord is like, oh, it's white clean. He doesn't hold his goodness. He, we can't work for it, but he doesn't make us work yeah. for it. And he's like, you're forgiven. Yes. Yeah. And there's a few things that stand out to me in this story. It is so, this is why I love the word of God. There's so much revelation packed in every single story. Mm -hmm. Like I'm reading about these Kings, like in the past several years, I've really read in the old Testament about, about these different Kings. And I feel um, like it, it could be like a war story, but I'm like, God, you're amazing. And I could be reading about somebody evil, but it just causes me to keep my heart turned to the Lord. But this is something that we have responsibility for. Repentance isn't just us turning our hearts to the Lord, but the father, you have people that you're praying for. Are you positioned yes. to run towards them as they return oh, home? Yes. Are you even ready? Or are you criticizing them? Are you speaking poorly about them? Because this father was ready to run back, mm -hmm. which bothered the son who stayed. Yes. And the religious spirit yes. can really bother us when somebody opens their arms to somebody we feel they shouldn't be opening their arms to. And I don't want to be the one criticizing on the sidelines. I want to be the one who's ready to open my arms because God did that for me. He did that for you. Yes. He did that for you. And he, like, I want to have the father's heart position with open arms, ready for anyone who desires to come back into the kingdom. And it's not always fair. Right. But, but it is because Jesus is the one who chose to lay his life down. And it's such a prophetic story. I feel for the new Testament, the prodigal son. It is. If y'all aren't familiar with it go read it and if you are go read it again and see what the lord reveals it to is you this time it is because it's such a prophetic all i mean this word is like so prophetic for our families today right mm -hmm. i've been both. don't be the brother i've been both be i've the been dad. the brother and i've been the prodigal son yeah. and i've been the dad i said all yeah. three yeah i have and i'm like we stop seeing the blessings when we choose to see who gets them that's so good break we, that down more though you got to break it down more so if we're, if we get to choose who gets forgiven and who doesn't, we don't get that forgiveness ourselves. Nobody so would ever you? be forgiven. No, I'm like, we're, we're petty. We're, we're human and our flesh is just, it's our flesh. Like it's, it's icky <laughs> without the Lord. It's so icky. Yeah. And so we don't get to sit on that seat and chooses who gets to be forgiven. Cause there's nothing about us that ever deserves forgiveness. Yeah. And so the blessing that comes with forgiveness and forgiving others if we start choosing who gets forgiven, we'll never see yeah. that blessing on the side. Yeah. We don't get that freedom and the Lord doesn't honor that. Yeah. If we are constantly seeking his heart, we want a pure, clean connection. And every time that we use judgment or unforgiveness to, we use that to put a wall up between yeah. us. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, no. It's, it's true. It's like Jesus chose that whoever turned their heart to him would be forgiven yeah. genuinely. And you, we can't decipher. It does say in first Corinthians two, it does talk about the only one that can discern the motive of someone's heart is the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And if we're not careful, we can be operating in this spirit of the world, like the wisdom of the world, like yeah. the brother was in the prodigal son or the father, where it's just like open armed. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, but I wanted to transition to this daily repentance thing yes. because in Matthew 5, 28 says, um, but I say this to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So this is saying, that means if you are sinning in your head and in your heart and your thoughts, right? 
that it is just as powerful as you doing it with your hands in the natural yes. where people can see you. And so I think this is something that's really important to recognize is when I was set free from like gluttony and depression, all this, it began, it began to change internally for me then. Right. Yeah. I mean, it had always been internal, but then I realized I really liked spending time with myself. And this sounds weird, but when you go from self-hatred to like kind thoughts towards yourself and to, I'm not talking about pride, I'm saying like kindness, right. And then, and, and so for you, it's like repenting in your heart, like, oh man, Lord, I'm so sorry that I just told that person off with such anger. I may not be manifesting anger on the outside, but in my mind, I just totally, or maybe I'm judging them so hard right now. Yes. And that's not my place yes. to judge them. Right. And the mercy seat is God. I love Patricia King said this, Jamie, God is sitting on the mercy seat. Why would we sit on the judgment seat? So I don't want to be on the judgment seat. I wasn't meant mm. to be there. It's so painful. It's so annoying, but mercy is, it triumphs over judgment and, and it's mercy is something that it's just there and we can freely take it. So for you, one of the ways that I feel um, that this, this can like really take over is for you to invite the Holy spirit into your internal world mm -hmm. and keep watch of what you let in, because I just want to say, even just with sin in general, like if you're struggling with pornography or you're struggling with lustful thoughts about someone and fantasy, or if you're really caught up in those romance novels and you like the way it makes you feel when you're reading it. Um, if you're gossiping, if you're jealous of someone, if you're competing with someone, if you're envious of someone, if you have an issue with buying the next thing because it's the next thing and you're, yeah. you're going into debt because you just want to keep up with the next best thing. Like, what is it that you're letting in that's causing that? Because oftentimes I think it has to do with social media. And one of my pastors, Larissa Miller said this one time, and I thought it was so helpful. She doesn't follow people on Instagram that she's not in relationship with because she doesn't want to become jealous of the life that they're showing on Instagram. Whereas the people she does life with, she knows what their life looks like. So she doesn't struggle with that in that regard. And I was like, that's true. So I don't follow people I'm not in relationship with, right? Like there's no point because if I'm in relationship with them or if I just meet somebody, I'll follow them. Do you know what I mean? If we stay in touch, I keep following them. I'm not one of those people that like follows and unfollows. I don't understand that. But I'm saying like over time, if we can keep building relationship, then we can stay in one another's mm -hmm. lives, right? Because then I'm not going to be competitive or jealous of you, which thank God I used to struggle with that. And I haven't, and I'm telling you, he'll set you free because of repentance. And the more yes. this becomes a habit, the easier it gets. So do not watch shows with premarital sex and all this lustful gossip. And anything that I would go further than that. I will say last year we went through the Lord prune. I mean, he pruned me and I felt so convicted that to get rid of anything that wasn't in the kingdom in our house. Y'all, I thought we lived a clean lifestyle. We did not. And it wasn't the stuff that I, I'm not, I'm not here to judge. Like I, I believe everybody has the, the Lord placed this on my heart. My favorite show used to be friends, loved friends, loved it, loved it, loved it. Thought it was clean, but I'm like the whole thing. It's ton of, is ton of premarital sex. sex. Um, it's a very worldly lifestyle. And I'm like, yeah. they're not evil. They're not bad. There's no violence. They're not showing you nudity. Um, they don't even talk about sex all the time. But for me, I'm like, this is so not the kingdom. Why and in it too? would I devote my time to it? Yeah. And it's an extreme way of thinking, but it's not, 
Okay. Well, it seems it extreme. Is. It does yes. seem extreme, right? Compared That's to the, the worldview. It does seem extreme, but this mm -hmm. is God's normal. This is his normal for you. Yes, y'all. And and I I don't want to cut you off. I want you to keep going. I I mean, yes. There's I, like, I have like three options for TV shows. So our TV does not, we don't even have local channels anymore. We don't either. We cut it off. And, and so for the kids, you know, I have two teenagers. What? This was fun. So um, I actually approached them and I put it on them. Like, I'm not... The, we we've always had a, like super guide like guidelines they have to follow but when it came to this with the holy spirit it was like hey please spend this time in prayer and i want you to start analyzing every single thing that goes into your mind we don't really do secular music anyways yeah but the tv shows and entertainment were a big deal my son of course was xbox y'all all the teenage boys mamas out there i feel you it is a struggle i know it is a struggle so um but when I let them choose and really let and like encourage them and sought the Holy Spirit with them, but then do it themselves, y'all, they, they cleaned it out. My, both of them gave up TV shows that their friends were like, why'd you do this? Isn't that, you know, and they didn't understand it, but that's okay. They don't have to. And my son gave up games that weren't even violent. He's like, I don't know. And he's like, I think there's witchcraft in this. And y'all, it's, you have to go where the Lord leads you. But I decided at this point, I was like, I'm tired of leaving doors and windows open in my yeah. home. I'm done. Like I refuse anymore to let the enemy ever have a foothold over my home, over my children, over my family. Yeah. And it's such a simple one. It, I will say for the first couple of weeks, I felt like I walked around my house completely void of any entertainment. And it was a very hard adjustment. <laughs> oh, it is. I remember it sitting is. down on the couch and being like, I can't even watch anything. This is so annoying. And I was like, what do you want me to do with my time? <laughs> And another practical thing that my husband and I do, because some of you are like, well, how do you know? Like without, because some of you are mm, like, yes. don't like, you don't have to watch it to find out. Mm -hmm. We go to IMDB and they now have a parents section, like a parent review of IMDB of anything. And we go and, and there's also pluggedin.com for yeah. movies and stuff that's coming up. And my husband and I read through it out loud together, which some of the stuff we watch, by the way, if you read the parent's description of it without knowing the movie, you'd be like, I'm not watching that. And then you say the name of the movie and you're like, oh, I just watched that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's really helpful because it shows all the sexual content, all the cursing, all the things like that, all the violence, like what are you, whatever spiritual elements there are, it breaks it all down from a parent's perspective. And my husband and I go based off that and it's really helped our marriage and we commit and we make the decision together. Are we going to choose to watch this or not based off what we know? Because we don't want to open the door of lust into our marriage because yeah. in marriage, I think lust can still come in um, when you're connecting yeah. and we don't want that. We want the pure real thing in our, in our marriage and from the door to jealousy to an argumentative images nature. you can't unsee. Mm -hmm. And I'm very creative. And so I've been very careful and protected from that spirit in my life. For, for the most part, I've been pretty protected from it. So just keep watch, like you can look things up like that. And then um, even like with violence, if you struggle with anger, like are you watching stuff that's like filled with anger? But I do have to say guys, I do struggle with The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And I apologize. I know this is gonna make a lot of people cringe that are listening, but just, can you consider the idea of how they're presenting love in that show? Like as a game, as an interview? with inappropriate connection and they're Between the person, the main person is kissing how many people during the show or, and I know some people are like, what? That's what I sit down and drink wine with, with my friends. And I'm like, well, ask the Holy Spirit how else you can spend time. Look, it is not always, this is why it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Holiness doesn't come with this easy button. No. It's, right. 
But yes. once you're in, you're in and it's easy. Like it's actually harder for me to watch something with sin in it than it would be to not now. Like, you know, that moment you're like, I'm walking around. It's like, you know, you yeah. have that moment. You're like, I can't do what I used to do. Right. I still have days that I struggle. Right. Well, there's right. certain things that pop up and I'm like, man, would it really be that big of a deal? Like, this is what popped. And I have to really like, no, take my Holy spirit. If your three-year-old went and do it, you shouldn't either. Yeah. And I think that's hard for people to comprehend, but I'm like, I don't want, and I understand there's adult con like there's things that three-year-olds don't need to know that adults can know. I get it, but you'll know that we're talking about, are you watching something that's normalizing sin period? Mm -hmm. That's just, that's what we're asking you. Like, and if you are repent and stop, you are opening the door to that sin in your life by agreeing and watching it. And people may disagree. You can ask the Holy spirit, but that's my conviction. No, it is. And I, I strongly agree. There's things that aren't kid appropriate that we're going to do for the kingdom when we're doing things for him and we're mentoring and we're, we're helping to solve problems, but for entertainment value, you're, I will know, you'll never get to have him be like, Lord, I just wish I had had more time to watch this movie. I wish we'll be like, no, I wish I'd given up every hour I spent watching TV and spent on the kingdom. And by world standards, this is so extreme. Yeah. I don't know how we even got off on all this. No, it is, but it's part of it. Yes. Y'all want the practical. I had somebody comment on a post that I made. Um, and I don't even remember. It was just recent. And they were like, thank you so much for the practical example. I really needed this. We don't always get the literal practical mm -hmm. examples. We want to provide that on our podcast, in our in our mentorship. We want to provide like the real uncomfortable stuff. Yeah. So also, if you're in a dating relationship and you guys are going further than you know you should be, stop putting yourself in physical like locations where it's easy for you to do that. Make healthy boundaries for your relationship because when you start letting the physical stuff in, it gets really convoluted. And I don't want you to end up with who you shouldn't be because you're connecting on a level you're not meant to outside of marriage. So like, it's things like so that, that we true. want you to, to keep in mind, like keep it pure, fight for purity, mm -hmm. let the Holy spirit lead you and, and repent. Like, so repent in your heart with the thoughts you're having and it, and it brings such freedom. Is it does. To add? No, I would. The only thing I'd like to say is make a habit of quick repentance. And so yeah. this is something that I would literally keep it in forefront and it's a practice that I had to practice out. And so I got in a habit of quickly. So it didn't have time to settle on, didn't have time to bring baggage, didn't have time to get in where I'm like, is that really that bad? Yeah. <laughs> where my flesh didn't get involved. Um, and I was talking to somebody a while ago and I'm like, I started taking him the really bad stuff that I was like, I know he knows this and I asked for forgiveness, but I started speaking out loud and y'all, I saw that was a game changer for me. So you it talk was like a little louder. You got really soft. Yeah. Sorry. It was like very, so getting the habit of quick repentance and I started taking him the really embarrassing, horrible stuff. I didn't want to say out loud. And I started saying it out loud. And I feel like that was a game changer for me. So when I would get up, y'all, I'm married. We've been married 17 years. I adore my husband. I love him. I love him. I love him. Love him. But if I had a lustful thought creep up or come and attack, I would speak it out. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, Lord. And I was like, and I, I'd repent from that. Or um, every time I got frustrated with my kids over something stupid. I mean, like we're moms, but I'm like, there's no reason except for my own preferences for me to get frustrated with them and to show them that yeah. or your husband or something. But it was the stuff that sometimes we don't think is a big deal. Don't let it yeah. seed. Do not yeah. let it stay in there. Get in a habit where it should be like, bam, 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 yeah. bam, bam. As you walk out your day and then you'll start noticing 
you do it less and less because yeah. you don't have to do it as much. Yeah. Like my husband and I are pretty open about things and I know not everybody can have that with their mm-hmm. spouse. I'm not saying that in a comparing way, my gift in my highest value in relationship is communication. And like my love language is correction. But when our marriage, if a guy comes up and talks to me and I like the way he's complimenting me or something, it doesn't mean I like them. doesn't mean I want to be around them. Mm-hmm. I'll just go tell my husband, Hey, I really liked that they did this. And I just want to keep my heart open to you because it's been a while since a dude has spoken something like that over me. And I just want to let you know, it sounds so weird, but that's me. And my husband's not controlling. And it's just a thought like, like I, I personally don't really struggle with the less thing, but I might struggle with like, um, with other things that have been coming up. Like I'm trying to think of things. I wish I could give more. Sometimes my mind goes like swipes. Um, but like recently when I came out of this lonely season, like I would come into the room and I'd be like, Lance, this just went through my mind and we need to pray right now. This is not okay. Cause I was having like suicidal thoughts. Not that I would do anything with it. But I just was like, there were three times where things got really dark and I kept my heart open to my husband and we prayed and he spoke into it. And so just, if you don't have that with your spouse or maybe you're not married yet, you need a girlfriend you can share this with. And can I, can I speak? And I feel like the Lord wants me to mention something about that. Yeah. Sometimes we, repentance isn't just look like a sin. Sometimes it's partnering with certain thoughts. Yeah. And so if you, sometimes it's partnering with a suicidal or depressive thought or a lie that the enemy's feeding us. Yeah. And we need to repent from partnering with that. Yeah, totally. Let's pray. Yes. You want to start it? Yes. So Thanks. God, we thank you so much for the gift of repentance. We thank you for the choice of following mm-hmm. you. Your kindness, his kindness leads us to repentance, not the wrath, not mm-hmm. the shame, not the guilt. Lord, we thank you for your kindness. And so I ask that you fill each of us with your kindness throughout the day that we would recognize your kindness, that your love, that we would recognize your love so much that we would be drawn to you to repent, that we would run to you to break the cycle, that we would run to you to break the nature of sin or the critical thinking and the judgmental thinking or the gluttony or the addiction or the over drinking or getting tipsy every night to numb out or the numbing out to Netflix or whatever it is, God, we just ask for your help. We ask for your, to open our eyes and our ears and our minds to understand and see your love in that place to be drawn to you and to commit to something different in that moment that involves you instead. So we love you, Jesus. I thank you for every woman who's tuning in, um, for blessing them and keeping their hearts turned to you completely. Thank you, Spirit of God, for leading us in this. Yes. Lord, I just want to thank you so much for showing up with us. I ask that every girl watching this, Lord, make them so sensitive to your presence and your promptings. Yeah. Make them so sensitive to the convictions of the Holy Spirit that they can start recognizing the things that are pulling them astray, that give them negative thoughts, that maybe keep them from hearing you as clear. And Lord, I ask that you just bring clarity, that they can see the lies that the enemy tries to feed in, Lord, and let repentance be such a quick habit they develop. And if they already have it, Lord, make it stronger, make this communication. We ask that you speak so clear to them in this and let their hearts be so free and light in this to deepen that relationship with you. Let this continue to make them vulnerable with you and transparent that there's nothing that can get in the way with y'all's with intimacy they have with you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for these women. I thank you for making these precious daughters of the king that just want to know you that just yeah. want to grow in you and are hungry and so lord we ask that you just keep feeding us we want more yeah. more 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 of you every day all the time yeah
Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. We love you guys so much. Yes, Thank we you do. We love you. Us.